everybody. Welcome back. Ears up in depth. Episode number four. And uh, look, I'm not going to brag or nothing, but Jeremy and I have some good stories to talk about. Uh, There's a lot of cool stuff happening in the Disney world. Jeremy, are you there still, my friend? I'm here. I'm ready to go. (laughs) I'm I'm set. You were probably already reading your stories before I even (laughs) turned the microphones on. The microphone is on. Uh, what? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> you're, just, you're so ready to go that you're just you've been reading your stories all day. More know. like writing them. <laughs> That's true. I do like the show. You know, I realized it's it's a lot more work <laughs> than some of the the other shows we do. But I, I I sort of enjoy doing the research behind my two my two articles and and kind of you know taking time to digest what's actually going on instead of just reading somebody else's take on it. It's been, uh, it's been fun. I like it. But yes, like you, I have been writing all day. <laughs> yeah. And I also, I thought when we started doing this, I was like, I don't know that there's enough Disney news to support every two weeks. Right. And it turns out there is. <laughs> it turns out there's a like, lot of it. I have to, I like, I had six articles I wanted to talk about today. I had to really hone it into the two best. <laughs> well, that's good, man. I really appreciate that. By the way, yes, um, I want to say amazing job with the Rolly Crump interview. I, I oh. listened to it this week and I loved it. Oh, good. Thanks, man. That was, uh, that was a lot of fun, you know, and, and, uh, we haven't done a, a normal ears up uh, since then, but I think we're recording this coming week, which would be fun. But, that next day, Rolly's wife, uh, Marie, emailed me, and, and she goes, look, I, I just want to apologize for the abrupt ending. <laughs> um, oh. Apparently, Rolly had done a two-hour live interview uh, with the BBC at their house uh, all about Walt the, that day, that same day, and then at night did our show. So already, at whatever, however old he is, I have no idea how old the guy is, but he's still just doing stuff man and i just i don't know i was like don't worry about it it's totally fine we thought it was hilarious they actually listened to the show oh really i sent i sent her the link afterwards and thanked her again i was like i would love to send you guys a bottle of wine you know i never really do that i really don't i've never sent a guest anything but i was so enamored with roly and his book and just i don't know i don't know what it is i i, I can't figure it out some je ne sais quoi you know thing that he has going on um and, and she said, you know what, Rolly and I sat and we listened to the show and I want to thank you for the care that you took with Rolly. And it was just, we had a lot of fun. And of all the interviews that he's done, he had the best time on your on your show. And I was like, oh my God, you're going to make me literally pack my pockets full of rocks and go in the ocean and drown myself out of happiness because it's just, that's <laughs> the coolest, I don't know, it's the coolest thing anybody's ever said, especially a guy like that. Whether or not it's necessarily 100% accurate, I'm I'm not going to go too far into myself on it. I'm just going to believe that he truly had the best time, and that's all you can ask for, man. Well, either way, you have a very interesting way of expressing joy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I'm never really happy too much because I don't want to end it all. I, I'm right. like, you know what I am. My emotions are like Mr. Burns, you know, in The Simpsons, where he has every disease possible, and if he cures one, the other ones will take him. Right? It's mm. I, I can't if I, if I get too happy, I'm gonna go in the ocean with rocks. If I get too sad, bam, ocean rocks pockets. So I gotta just maintain this happy medium of like melancholy disaster i think and then maybe that's that's the secret to life jeremy yeah you really honed in on that sort of weird middle zone of nothing (laughs) thank you (laughs) that really means a lot to me i'm sure on some level (laughs) 
Well, I don't want to make you too happy. No, no, that's not true. And I appreciate that. Uh, What do we got coming up here, Jeremy? Well, Jason, as you know, the East Coast and actually much of the country is currently gripped by oppressive temperatures. Oh, yes, I do. Have you been following that? Yeah, you guys are getting like high 90s, right? Or even higher? Oh, well, the real feel is up to 115 over here. Really? Oh, because of the humidity? Yeah. You know, it's funny. Bev literally texted me an hour ago. She just landed in New Orleans because she loves New Orleans. And I don't know who vacations in the south uh, in the summertime. (laughs) Right. But she sent me a a couple screenshots at uh, 8 o'clock or whatever it is, I think. Humidity was 73%. Feels like 91 (laughs) <laughs> she oh, said it's uh, it's a really 83. It's going to be in the like low 80s out there. And uh, she goes, and it just started raining. I'm like, that doesn't sound fun at all. Yeah. It sounds not like fun. Well, enjoy that. Yeah. Bev. Well, it seems a couple Disney World visitors decided they needed a little extra heat. <laughs> Two separate visitors to Walt Disney World reported having their guns stolen from their cars stop while it. visiting Walt Disney World recently. <laughs> oh, stop it. You've, you've, you've killed it. You've killed this podcast. We can't recover from that. <laughs> you like what I did there? Yeah. Packing a little extra heat? It turns out some of the guests needed additional extra heat. <laughs> Pause for laughter. <laughs> 56-year-old Marshall Fox of Texas returned to his truck to find that his 45 caliber semi-automatic handgun was missing from the glove compartment of his pickup. Wow. In its, in its place, the firearm had been replaced by a stapler. <laughs> I really hope Marshall didn't realize until like a week later. <laughs> right, when he was seen at the local shooting range aiming a stapler <laughs> down the... Uh, My sights fell off! <laughs> Uh, The glove compartment had been locked, according to Marshall Fox, but apparently he forgot that when you valet your car, which he did at Animal Kingdom, they need the keys. Okay. So he thinks the valet snagged it. He thinks the valet snagged it. Wow. So like that's like writing the combination to your combination lock on a sticky and then putting it on the lock. (laughs) (laughs) If you valet, nothing is secure. You should know that. Yeah, for sure. Everything should go in the trunk. I, I mean, I understand. Like, if you have a you have a weapon, you for some reason feel very insecure about yourself to want to have it in the glove box. That's fine. That's your right as an American. But yeah, once you give somebody the key, who is gonna probably go through your stuff? I'm sure not all valets are uh, are bad. But you know what? The only thing I know about valets are uh, from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Okay, that's the only thing I know about them. <laughs> So you can't trust him. No, I, my my knowledge of the valet is from Seinfeld, and the guy had bo so bad that the car caught bo. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's ruthless. There's just nothing good happening if you're a valet. That's <laughs> true. Apparently not. Uh, but it, well, come on. Isn't the point of being a gun owner is that you're supposed to be responsible? Yeah. Well, so, ideally, like, don't just give it to anyone in a car. And <laughs> yeah, um, he he definitely should have, and I think that's part of the the. I don't know the problem or whatever. It's like if you don't use it a whole lot and you don't you don't think about those kind of things. I shouldn't leave any anything valuable in the glove box. But then you also sort of have a sense of safety, uh, you know, about giving your car to a total stranger because they're the valet and and you assume that the the company's hiring good people, which is sort of ironic if you think about it. Like you have a gun for protection, but you're also trusting a complete Super stranger trusting. at the same time. So it's <laughs> it's really weird. 
Well, in the other instance, 35-year-old Christopher Lumby, who hails from Missouri, <laughs> said he lost his gun in the parking lot of the Magic Kingdom. He thinks it's possible the Glock fell out of the vehicle door pocket where he had placed the gun. So Lumby's not even <laughs> oh as, God, dude. as good as, uh, as thorough as Marshall Fox. Lumby's just throwing it in the side of the door and call, hoping for the best. Right. He admitted that the gun might have accidentally fallen out while he was helping his five kids out of the car. <laughs> Can you imagine? Dude, I'm sorry. That There needs to be some sort of law. It needs to be secured. With you have five kids in the car, and it's in a, a pocket that can just flop out at any time to the point where you won't notice it. You're an irresponsible gun over gun owner, especially with five kids in the car. And also, can we talk about five kids? Do you need five kids? Can you just have one or two, maybe three? I mean, if I was driving a car full of five kids, I'd probably stop and buy a gun. <laughs> kids were waiting here for three days until my name clears. <laughs> I don't think Lumby's worried about that. And that's true. Uh, according to Lumby, he usually brings his gun on long trips, quote, for safety reasons. No. You never know. You don't ever know. That's the thing is you never know. Despite all the facts that point otherwise that crime is just kind of at a low point <laughs> right. and uh, it's pretty rare, you never know. Yeah, especially in the Magic Kingdom parking lot. Dude, those parking space fighters are ruthless. Yeah. You know, no one wants to take a tram if they don't have to. Right. But usually they're coming at you with a lightsaber. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, he, he said he didn't want to leave the gun behind at the home that he was renting because he thought that that wouldn't be as secure. So he left it in his vehicle and then it fell out. It wouldn't be <laughs> as secure. So he left it in a map pocket of the door of his car. <laughs> oh, Lumby. Lumby. Huh. God help Lumby. <laughs> Both men would like to press criminal charges if anyone is ever arrested. Uh-huh. Uh I think we should be I, I think they should be getting charges pressed against them. They're not they're not uh handling these guns appropriately. Yeah, I mean the guy in the glove box I'm gonna give a little leeway to. He was just yes. being dumb, but Lumby needs to go up the river for six months. I mean, that is not or at least find a great deal because you don't know where your gun, your unsecured firearm went. And you have five kids, like right. they, you know, if you they could have easily gotten it, it could have easily fallen fallen out of the door. You didn't see it, of course. You're letting the kids out. One of them could have picked it up. You have no idea. Right. That's you never know. That is more of a you never know than you're going to get robbed or something like that. Like it's, it's that guy should not have a firearm. I'm hoping it wasn't loaded. But why would you need a gun if it's not loaded? So uh, right, right. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. What would you do if you if you just walking through the park or walking through the parking lot and you saw a gun laying there? I guess uh, you just call I the would, cops. I would alert someone. Yeah. You go, hey, don't pick this up. <laughs> well, I would get I would get a hanky. Yeah. And pick it up like they do in the TV shows. Oh, in the stories online. <clears throat> in my stories, and then I would <laughs> hand it to the nearest. Uh, I don't know, but the person you're handing it to probably stole one yesterday at Animal Kingdom. That's, That's like, right. You're handing it to the staff. I guess you just call nine one one. I think I think you call nine one one, or you head to some a more official security person, yeah. not just a valet or something. I think you should call. Yeah, I think you would call nine one one and then leave it there. Right, don't touch it. And just stand by there and wait for the cops to show up so they can figure out who it belongs to. Yeah, I'd stick around because yeah. I wouldn't. I would be worried that another little kid is going to come along and wield it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
So well, R.I.P. to the guns, dude. R.I.P. to the guns. That's that's the gun story from Orlando. I'm going to toss it over to you. <laughs> well, sticking with your East Coast theme right now, uh, this story has a couple of words in it that I don't know how to pronounce very well. So you'll excuse me if uh, I screw it up. But uh, this is about the Bahamas, and there's an island called Eleuthera. Okay. So in South Eleuthera in the Bahamas, a fight is brewing between the local Bahamians and Disney cruise ships. That's what you call the people from the Bahamas. They're Bahamians, which kind of just sounds like a sandwich, like, you know, the banh mi sandwich. So every time I see, every time I read an article about Bahamians or it's listed somewhere randomly, which you never know, I get hungry for Thai sandwiches. Well, naturally, yes. Yeah. Uh, the region known as Lighthouse Point, a beautiful section of land that was purchased by Disney earlier this year, has been under fire for months from various environmental groups and locals wanting to protect, excuse me, wanting to prevent Disney from developing this area of their world. Lighthouse Point has long been a tourist destination, and the island of Eleuthera has already one port of call, two miles from Lighthouse Point, which leaves many people to wonder just how many cruise ships the area can sustain while still looking pristine. The white sands and blue waters, coral reefs, and dozens of species of wildlife are already part of a fragile ecosystem that many environmentalists say will crumble if Disney's project takes place, because of course they do. The plans for Disney Cruise Line's project calls for about 190 acres of the land to be donated and turned into a national park. So they're going to be returned back to the government, switched over to a national park to protect and preserve that area, which is pretty cool. I think, uh, you know, I think they bought this land for like $25 million, and the value of that parcel of land that they're returning is like $6.2 million. So it's a decent chunk of change for sure. They will employ a minimum of 120 Bahamians during construction and maintain an 80% locally employed workforce. In addition, Disney will create spaces for education and small business training on the little island there, as well as giving uh, giving space for Bahamian vendors selling authentic, high-quality Bahamian retail goods, services, souvenirs, arts and crafts, Bahamian t-shirts, and other merchandise, which I had to laugh because, uh, you know, you've probably heard us talking about on the show a couple times. Bev and I, for our other job, got to go to a, a cruise in the Bahamas, and we stopped at um, Nassau, and it's just, you know, high-quality Bahamian retail goods should be in air quotes. <laughs> because it's, it, it's kiosks of all the same stuff. You know, it's like if you ever walk down Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco or any of the shops like um, around the Hollywood sign or around uh, Man's Chinese Theater, it's just all it's all the same just kitschy garbage. And it's like, well, this is just weird, man. I didn't really I don't know. It was weird. A lot of these cruise ports or where these cruise ships dump off are either that or extremely high end retail where people can buy, you know, duty free. Yeah. So it's either Gucci and uh, Louis Vuitton or it's Schlock. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, wow, I've seen the Caribbean. This is great. When I went to the Disney cruise to NASA, we didn't even get off the boat. Because I was like, let's let these other idiots go go shopping in the Schlock shops. And I'm going to sit here at this empty pool and get half-priced Bloody Marys. (laughs) You didn't even go to the beach? Like go out and go to the beach in NASA? No. Or like do one of the snorkel? Really? Nah. Oh, Stand brother! Low. Have you ever done that? Like gone to a, like a proper like a snorkel area in the Bahamas or 
Uh, yeah, been snorkeled. on a beach like that. Yeah, I've snorkeled and been to the beach. I um, right. and I did. They have Castaway Key, which is their other their private island, and we got off there. But okay. when you stop in Nassau, I was like, oh, I don't care about this. Yeah, Nassau was very it was very weird. Uh, I didn't really enjoy it very much at all because uh, yeah, it was it was the same. And there's a lot of beaches, a lot of kiosks, a lot of shops, and you kind of walk down, and they have like restaurants, kind of you know on the other side of where we were, and everybody's just outside. Hey man, hey buddy, come on for food. Hey 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 hey. And you're like, bros, everyone relax. But that's how they make their living. And it was it was I don't know, it was fine. There's something to do. It got me off the boat. We couldn't afford a big room, so it was like uh, we're living in a closet. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Anyway, uh, this all sounds great. You know, all the, the, the minimum of 120 people during construction, 80% locally owned employed workforce, blah, 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 right? That sounds awesome. But those opposed to the plan cite other cruise ship ports as comparisons to Disney's claims, like kiosks manned by locals, but they're only manned on the days that ships are in port. And often that doesn't even yield part-time work because you mm-hmm. have, I think it's like 40 weeks out of the year, there's like the tourist season, and it's only three to four days per week that ships are actually there. So if there's no tourists to buy the schlock, as my close personal friend says, then there's no need to work there. And they're saying that you can't sustain a family on that kind of, on that, on that kind of job structure. It just, it just doesn't really work. Right. The other thing is tourists are encouraged to not go out and explore the local towns for fear of being assaulted or robbed. So most of the money spent at these ports stays within the cruise line, either in the form of the rent from the kiosks or a percentage of the profits, apparently. And that's that's true. I found that. And, you know, maybe you can share your experience on that, too, Jeremy. But I found that when we went to, to Nassau, they told us not to go anywhere. You don't take a cab. Don't go anywhere. Just stay on this strip of land and, you know, you come back. And I, you know, I don't necessarily, they didn't say you're going to get mugged or robbed. It might have been more of you have six hours. <laughs> you want to make sure that or we're leaving without you. Um, but I got the feeling that they were telling me that it wasn't safe to go, and you, you know, to go deeper into, into Nassau, which was kind of disappointing, to be honest. I, I don't really remember them instructing anyone like what they could or couldn't do. I know that there were, like you said, um, excursions. You could go snorkeling and do you yeah. know this and that. Um, but I don't know. But they do tell you there's a hard, you know, at five o'clock that that gangway is coming up. And if you're not on the side of the ship, you <laughs> yeah. know. You're staying in the Bahamas. You're staying, baby. Yeah. Live that beach life. Um, of course, the internet being the internet, there are a few petitions circling around to prevent Disney from their doing their construction project. One has apparently over 25,000 signatures, but it does seem to be carrying some misinformation on it as far as how much uh, local impact it would have and how many jobs Disney's going to carry over and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, if you're interested in this at all, I encourage you to research it a bit and find an organization to support. There's an organization, um, you know, wanting to stop it. Of course, there's, you know, the Disney side of things. And I'm sure if you want that to kind of go through, you can work with the local government and see if you can help help out a petition or whatever, but you know, most people probably won't. I know I wouldn't. Um, from what reading I did for this story, it does seem like tourism in general is not as sustainable as these cruise lines would have you believe, and their impact on the environment and local economies are far greater than they would like to admit. 
a couple sites were talking about the fragility of the coral reefs, which by now I'm sure we all uh, understand how fragile those ecosystems are. There are a few species in this area on Lighthouse Point that are uh, you can only find here in this location. So they're very concerned that once something is built there and you're going to have tons of people coming in, all that's kind of going to go away. The other thing is, you know, global warming or climate change, I should say, with the oceans rising. It's just, that's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, people are going to have to find a, a, a different place to live. And, and I know that's not necessarily directly related to the cruise lines, but it is, it's, it's that foot traffic and, and, and sort of making people dependent upon this tourist culture of, you know, hey, we don't have anything here, so something is better than nothing, but you can't really live off of the money that the tourists or that the, uh, the cruise lines are bringing in because there's not, it's not consistent. Right. I mean, I don't know. It's like, you, I don't know either. Sh- they should, the Bahamas should have a, if they want to limit the traffic, then they should limit, they should pass laws that limit the traffic. Right. Like they right. could do that. They could say, we're not going to build the, build the poor and, you know, build all that, that can, that can attract this, but that's up to the local government. And then they have to kind of see that through and they might not be working in the best in, in the interest of the people. So I don't know, but I, I know, and this is an environmental anecdote, but I was in um, St. Martin in February and I don't know if you remember, but St. Martin was pretty much leveled by that really big two, two consecutive hurricanes a year and a half ago. Oh, yeah. And in talking to the locals, they were because the first year um, we tried to go. They said, don't come yet. It's not ready. We can't have you. Hmm. We were able to go last year and the the island was back up to like 60 or 70 percent. And the locals were like, once the cruise ships came back, it started. We turned a corner. So I do think that there is some positive economic impact to having the cruise ships come in. But um, at that point, they were worried about putting food in their mouths, not really worried about the environment. And, you know, I, I don't think the Bahamas is under that same need. And so I right. think that, you know, we do have to be um, conscious of what the impacts are of these massive ocean liners, uh, you know, going across a coral reef. Yeah, for sure. And I do so. like that, that Disney is sort of um doing their best right to to put a good foot about it and to give back some of the land and if you you should you guys should google the lighthouse point it's a beautiful piece of land and i believe that part of that 190 acre parcel that they're going to give back to turn into a national park includes this little juddy kind of out uh, on the southern tip of of the island which is kind of what people are really you know upset about it's it's very very gorgeous apparently it's very hard to get to also so maybe with the the turning of into it of a park that people are going to have a little more access to it um so there is some sort of environmental concerns that disney is addressing and they do want to bring education and small business awareness and all this kind of stuff to the island to the locals there so that's good to hear i, I appreciated hearing hearing how Disney's, you know, really making sure that the Bahamas feel like a, a, a good place for them to to come into. And apparently they only have four cruise ships. Currently Disney yeah. has four. Yeah. yeah. I, I found that very hard to believe, but two uh, more coming. Oh nice. Uh Disney is now the uh villain in the Caribbean. That's right. Ooh, yeah. The mouse in the the pirates of the Caribbean. Hmm, I don't know. The mara- they're the marauders. That's right. That's right. Man, they really should. If if one of the Disney cruise ships is not named the Black Pearl, I'm protesting. They're not. I'm protesting now. I'm going to oh. sign a petition. I'm going to get online. <laughs> a petition to make one of the Disney cruise ships called the Black Pearl. 
Well, that's not a protest. I need oh. you with a sign. A <laughs> sandwich board. Yeah. All right. I can do that. That's what we need. <laughs> we got enough petitions. One is never fully safe from animal wildlife at Walt Disney World. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, you know what? I really do. I really do, especially in Animal Kingdom, man. Those little scavenger birds. Good yeah. grief. Yeah. And we talked about a couple weeks ago. Didn't we cover about how the birds were attacking yeah. guests? Yes. I think someone – oh, someone was suing because yes. they had – oh, she had brain damage. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Nesting birds gave her brain damage. Right. Yeah. And then, of course, sadly, a few years ago, a small child was killed by an alligator um, at the Grand Floridian. Well, it seems now guests have more reason to be cautious of wildlife at Disney World because the Florida Department of Health in Orange County issued a 60-day rabies alert for (laughs) the sections of Walt Disney World area after a feral cat on Disney property tested positive for the disease. The alert covers a two-mile radius from the intersection of Interstate 4 and Epcot Center Drive, which includes both Epcot and Disney's Hollywood Studios theme parks. According to Disney, two cast members were scratched by the infected feline, (laughs) but did not contract rabies. They were treated and have since returned to work. So far, this cat is the only infected animal found in this in the area this week so far, but the Florida Department of Health has instructed the public to maintain a heightened sense of awareness that rabies is active in the area. Guests are urged to avoid contact with any stray cats and dogs, as well as wildlife such as raccoons, bats, foxes, otters, bobcats, coyotes, and skunks. <laughs> and skunks. Who? <laughs> I like that they had to warn people to be extra careful around bobcats. That's pretty much just a given. I mean, you know what I mean? Come on now. Right. Like, you don't need to warn me not to be hobnobbing with bobcats and coyotes and skunks. The only bobcat I want to snuggle with is Bobcat Goldthwait, okay? It's the only bobcat for me right now, friend. Otherwise, get out of here. Yeah. So avoid, if you were petting skunks, put that skunk down, especially if it's foaming at the mouth. Can you get rabies from a scratch? I thought it was only saliva, like fluid transfer. Um, it, it is. It comes from their saliva and their okay. fluid. But right. the scratch would make your skin more, you know, open to transmission. If that, if that, if that cat hissed or sprayed, which is cats oh, are known to do. That's true. Um, That's crazy, man. Yeah. The, <laughs> One thing is, though, the department did not mention anything urging guests to avoid any oversized mice or ill-tempered ducks dressed Whoa, like sailors. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist. Uh, you did good. You know what I couldn't resist, Jeremy, speaking of not resisting things? Right. To slam another Disney rumor site. Uh, it's, my, it's my favorite obsession. Oh, I love doing it. And, yes, unfortunately... We're back here. We're reliving the past. We're in a different timeline because people just can't help but lie on the internet. It uh, won't stop. It the really problem won't. is everybody with a mouth and a two hands can get on Twitter and say whatever they want. Yeah, that's true. You should have one or the other to be on Twitter. You can't have both. <laughs> you hey, can't. God gave you two ears and one mouth, all right? That's right. So... Listen to your, I don't know. Um, It's back to the rumor debunking department as yet another wild Disney rumor was 
absolutely bodied by the Disney, uh, the the Walt Disney World Twitter account. A Disney-themed website called Just Disney, which is one I've literally never heard of in the almost six years of doing Disney news. Never once have I come across Just Disney, but... You know, that doesn't mean a whole lot. Uh, This site cranked the rumor mill a bit by suggesting that Tesla, the electric car company, was in talks with Disney to sponsor the Tomorrowland Speedway at Walt Disney World. Now, as you can imagine, this sparked a bunch of interest online since the Tomorrowland Speedway has been in need of a refresh for some time. Essentially, the Autopia of Disney World, the Tomorrowland Speedway has the same reputation of long lines and choking on exhaust fumes that we have on the West Coast, so you can see how this would excite people. The story was picked up by blogs and even some legit news sources alike. It even ran in the International Business Times, for Pete's sake. The International Business Times ran a story on this dumb rumor. Uh, I've never heard of that. Is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. It's, look, it's first of all, it's international. Second of all, it's for businesses only. Third of all, it's about the times. So, well, I'm changing my name to International Spectro Info Times. Times. <laughs> However, mm-hmm. after one smart uh, and courageous, if I might uh, be so bold, Twitter user pinged the official Disney World Twitter account and asked for a confirmation of the rumor. The response left everyone scrambling to do damage control. Uh, damage control. <laughs> this is the quote. Please note, this information is not true. <laughs> Just precise to the point. No elaboration at all. No flair like the Disney Parks blog gave uh, the other ones. Just, nope. Sorry, bud. Most of the articles regarding the announcement have since been deleted including the original original report from just Disney, which is strange because most blogs that peddle in literal lies just post an update at the top of the page saying how, due to popular outcry from their particular URL, XYZ project was put on hold and or saved from the chopping block due to their efforts. Uh, nobody really uh, wipes their hands clean and pretends that nothing happened. You know, they n- Nobody's deleting articles. They just go, you guys saved the country bears by your outcry when it was really never in you know jeopardy in the first place. So, <laughs> right. um, as much of a good fit as a Tesla sponsorship would be, apparently the two companies are not in agreement, and it sounds like they aren't even talking about it at all. Again, rumor sites are a waste of your time, good people. I care about your brain energy, and you're spending too much of it. Maybe, maybe look, maybe people listening to this are with us. Maybe nobody listens to this, or maybe nobody uh, reads these uh, dumb blog sites, but. Um, Rumors are dumb, dude. They're dumb. I hate them. They do more harm than good. And uh, but I, I would I would like to say I would love to see the Autopia and Tomorrowland Speedway transform into just you're driving on Teslas. I think that'd be pretty hot. It's a neat idea, but yeah. I so I saw this rumor on Diz Twitter, and I'm like, <laughs> this is the thing. Everybody's got to take a breath because it's like, let's think about this for a second. I don't know. I don't, I'm not. A, I don't follow tesla that closely but i watched the news yeah and a casual knowledge of that company will tell you that they're not making tesla doesn't make money <laughs> no like, they they bleed money for sure they they hemorrhage money in the, they only posted two consecutive quarters of profit once in their entire history and it was last year and already in this in Q1 of this year, they lost seven hundred million dollars. <laughs> wow! So and like, here's the thing: 
so you have a company that bleeds money. They can't, they've got this new, what is it? The S3. They can't keep up with production on it. They're building them in a tent in the parking lot. Yeah. It's a lot of that stuff. I just, and like, you don't see Tesla commercials. I just don't think they have the money to be throwing at a wildly successful theme park when they barely, when they're making cars and tents. Well, I, I agree with you on, on that aspect, but I think that if they were to do some sort of deal, Elon could get the money. He would probably just dump it in himself or whatever because he's a big enough nerd and just a geek in general. Um, I think he would love to have a pavilion or whatever in Disney World. He would love to have representation in Disney World because that's long term for you know for his project as you know as well. You know, Tesla's obviously going to be, they're wildly successful, not maybe monetarily, but people are buying their cars and they're driving them. And he's, he is changing the, uh, the way people think about cars and think about transportation. I mean, that, that weird tunnel thing is sort of working out now. Uh, mm-hmm. whereas before it wasn't paved and it was just kind of weird and rough. But, um, if over here in California along the uh, highway five, which connects Northern California and Southern California, there are more and more Tesla charging stations than ever. It seems like every time we go down, there's a new one popping up or whatever. So they're out there. People are using them and they're, you know, in 15 years, we're probably going to be more electric than not. I would love to buy a Tesla. I, I love that. I'm in love with those cars, but they're so expensive. They're so expensive. Well, that's the I other know, thing. Man. They're really expensive. And yeah. I don't know that the average person Oh, it's not for nope. the average person. I mean, they did that Model 3 or whatever, which is for the average person. But even that, even a, that. a fully tricked out one is like 60 grand or 50 grand or something like that. That's a lot of that's a lot of cheddar to spend on a car. It, it's, it's a lot of cheddar. It's just a and lot. I think that Disney World's primary audience is not the Tesla target customer today well you know what i don't know that because think of how much money it costs to go to disney world it costs a ton of cash so people who are going to these theme parks have a lot of free income i think well i I should walk that back they probably don't have a lot of free income but they're choosing to spend it on disney so maybe you're right maybe you're right because if, if if someone like me would sit down and make a budget and go well i could either go to disneyland for the next five years or i could buy a tesla model three you know, I mean, you, but it, it's it's rare to find the people that can do both, right? And, and maybe being out here in the Bay Area where we have Silicon Valley, and and then going down to LA and driving around, you see them all over the place. So for me, it's it, you know I'm a little more submerged into it. But I think it would be cool. I, I think it'd be really great. But you're absolutely right. I don't think they have the money for it. But I wouldn't be surprised if this rumor sort of starts another like a conversation between Tesla and and Disney World. There was a lot of people on like the Tesla subreddits and a couple of the Tesla news sites um, reporting on this. So it's out there. People were kind of excited about it. I mean, it could be, you know, if you think about it, Siemens sponsored Illuminations for how and Spaceship Earth for how many years? I don't know what the hell Siemens does. They, I think they do furniture, don't they? <laughs> What? I don't know. Don't they do furniture? No. It's like a German science company, I think. Oh. You know, Siemens, they they do light bulbs and things. Oh, I don't know. Um, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just think like I wouldn't – I think you'd probably see like Toyota slap Prius on it or something before. Well, didn't they Tesla's do Honda? no money. Huh? Yeah. Didn't didn't Honda do that or something? Didn't Maybe. Honda was, – wasn't Honda part of the Tomorrowland Speedway refurb or whatever a couple uh, years ago? 
Like, aren't they Honda cars now? I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question. If I, I had done know. any more research, but it was just too hot. <laughs> when was the last <laughs> time you went to Tomorrowland Speedway? Have you ever been on it? I've been on it, okay. but it's been a long time. Yeah. I mean, it looks pretty cool. It is very, it's very L.A., which sounds weird, because it's it's like three or four lanes. It, you're basically just on a freeway. So you can fit right. more people. You took a freeway to get there. <laughs> yeah. So you can fit a lot more people on the thing, and it's it's very it's very Disney World at the same time, where it's a lot of concrete, and just it's very wide open. There's a lot there's a lot of lanes for people to to, to take up in this thing, but uh, you know the problems that Autopia have are then compounded. Uh, you know, you're sitting in line, huffing exhaust. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it would be nice to electrify them just for that because even when you yeah. walk past, you're like, geez. Yeah. It smells like it smells like my dad's mowing the lawn. <laughs> and it sounds like it too. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. Yeah. So. Well, that's all I got, Jeremy. Uh relatively short considering I wasn't our last one like an hour? Uh it was. We did get up to an hour last time. Oh, okay. Well, not this time, folks. Sorry see. about that. I'm getting a lot of nice feedback about the show. I think I've shared it with you, but I, I can't remember. But people seem to really enjoy it. And actually, I've gotten a couple of news uh, articles to read on this show from listeners. Oh, really? So, yeah. So, uh, you know, I thought that was pretty cool, man. I feel it's well, always a, a good sign when people are not only listening to your show, but then interacting with it. I feel uh, I feel good about that. Unless they're like, this sucks. You should be talking about these articles. <laughs> I would take that. <laughs> you know, if that's the feedback you want to send, uh, you know, go ahead. Right. Please do. <laughs> Please we got to. We, we can have our sugar, but we got to take our medicine too. That's. <laughs> I don't know. I think I got to go. To oh, uh, speaking of the show, uh, <laughs> I fixed the audio problem. So if anybody ever watches this show, oh, not this show because we don't record this show for YouTube, but uh, the main show on Ears Up, uh, we do that live on YouTube just so we can have. Um, a chat. I don't really care about the video. I mean, I, I, I care, but it's not a focal point for me. For me, the podcast is, and maybe that'll shift eventually. But uh, for now, that's what it is. But I've been noticing that the YouTube audio feed is it kind of sucks. It, it doesn't sound good at all. There's a lot of electrical interference and, and whatever. So I fixed that today. I, 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 I just pulled, new, pulled the cable, got some other inputs from another place on the soundboard, and it sounds like a dream. We tested it today. Sounds great. So for the next shows moving forward after this, uh, they should all sound sort of just like the pod, which is great. That's super exciting. Yeah, and I'm, you guys are recording this week, which is great. Yeah, I think Thursday. I can't wait. Yeah, I forget what we're doing. Terrence is doing it. Uh, I forget I what it is. I saw on the schedule. I can't remember what it was. I don't know. Oh, I think it's the history of America sings. That's right. That's right. And we'll have some Disney news because again, there's oh, there's so much going on all the time. <laughs> in Disneyland, man. It's crazy. Yeah. All right, Jeremy. Well, hey, thanks a lot. Go to bed. Get refreshed. And uh, we'll talk to you later. And for those of you listening to the show, thank you so much for doing that. Your support means a lot. Don't forget to listen to our other show, Ears Up Podcast, of course. Uh, go to the URL. You know the website. Get the other shows. Check out. We got some new blogs that just posted. Have some fun stuff coming up. So thanks a lot. And until next time, we'll see you guys.